0: Hello, this is Ryan Reiser, your host. This is gonna be a very different podcast series than anything you've experienced on the market. What I'm trying to do is change things up a little bit. Rather than having a special guest and one topic with great conversation that goes away, we're gonna host a series of experts and others who have perspective on different topics over a period of time. Gather that in a series of episodes and roll that out until we've really exhausted a topic. So hopefully you enjoy this podcast, and thanks again for listening in. So for our next guest on this topic, uh, we've got Jake Hausden, coming all the way from Canada, eh? Uh <laughs> Excited to have you this morning. Want to introduce yourself?
1: Yeah, thanks a lot, Ryan. Um, very uh, honored to be on your podcast here. Always enjoyed chatting and uh, bouncing around ideas. Um, startup sales leader. Uh, I joined a startup uh, when I was very young as a first salesperson. We started selling door to door. Um, We quickly pivoted uh, to making cold calls. You know, I was using Skype at the time, calling into universities and colleges. I still remember that buzz, uh, you know, selling selling the first contract ever uh, to a school. And that's really where I cut my teeth in B2B SaaS. Um, you know, grew with that company for a long, long time, spent uh, almost eight years there, uh, did the same thing at another ed tech company. And now I'm working uh, with Dialog, um, helping with the sales development function there. And then also uh, founder and CEO of Rev School, uh, where we're, you know, on a mission to to help, you know, a billion more people um, really get into sales, you know, the wonderful profession that we all love here. So. All right. Well,
0: you've got an incredible background, and you know, you cut your teeth doing the real cold calling, door to door. So, I think there's some really good uh, perspective you'll bring to this topic for those who are, you know, out there in this climate, whether they're they're new in their career or they found themselves in a position right now where, you know, they were furloughed or laid off due to the pandemic, and and they're you know trying to find that next uh, next step in their career. Um, we're going to be talking about selling yourself and landing you know a job during a pandemic and so you know the first question i have here is like what does it mean to sell yourself it sounds kind of weird right
1: for sure yeah i mean and and in sales like we all draw those analogies and we say well you know you've got to sell yourself the same way you've got to sell you know the value of what you're doing and and things like that my perspective on this one might be a little bit different like i think it's less about selling yourself and it's more about you know capturing attention essentially and and interrupting the pattern because mm-hmm. I think what's happening now is that there's so many job applications and a lot of people are just taking the traditional routes in in terms of applying so whether it's you know resume or just you know going on the website the application you know tracking system and you know if you've ever been on the receiving end of one of those things um, you know at a company that's say mildly popular to work at And let's say now when everyone's furloughed at home, out of work, right? Just imagine how many are coming in. So, you know, yes, we need to always solve a problem in sales or go away um, and be focused on on all these things. But my personal view on this is that despite the scorecards for hiring and the processes and and all those things in place, I think that it's still very much an emotional decision uh, that gets made. And I think that, you know, you can have a shot at that if if you're someone with, you know, a good caliber who's well suited to the job and all of that. But I think that the main thing that stops people is just they don't get noticed at all during the process to even have the opportunity to do that. So, um, you know, it's a bit like, you know, you could cold call into the abyss and you might not have a lot of conversations, right? So that same kind of mindset you could send out a lot, a lot of applications, <clears throat> You might not get that many interviews or real conversations so like my tips to people on that would be you know how do you get that in- ever increasingly scarce attention um and i would say you can you can do kind of easy pattern interrupts and like the first thing is like just do a channel pattern interrupt use a different channel than what everyone else uses and right away you can stand out you know it doesn't have to be rocket science like what you send just the fact, so send a LinkedIn voice note, for example, to, you know, one of the people that's involved in the hiring process or, um, and we'll get into the next kind of pattern interrupt you can do, or just anyone that works there closely with part of that org that you're trying to prospect into, because that's essentially what you're doing here. Um, I think there's a lot of value in, in doing things like that. And some people overlook those sorts of things. Um, I know certainly it's, it's, helps people stand out when they've, you know, wanted to get my attention for sure. So.
0: So interesting, right? Uh, selling yourself is not like, hey, I've got this bundled package in the beginning, right? It's like sales development is we. Yeah, I've got to go out there and prospect, right? And so, you know, right now there's if you were selling yourself, or you representing a commodity, if you will? Unfortunately, if you're in sales, you might be seen as a commodity uh, for these organizations, especially the, the, the better organizations that you may want to get into at this time, right? The ones that might still have their lights on in six months, 12 months, 18 months, um, totally. put a little less pressure on your, you know, need to get up and start producing revenue right away, if that even exists in this stage. So... So the first, you know, I always live by this whole you know, target message channel timing, right? So, so I think the first thing is I love that idea of, you know, be a pattern interrupt, you know. Um, so, you know, maybe you're not just applying for everything online, right? That's not a good idea. Oh, job open, apply, apply, because this is what everyone's doing. Yeah. Um, so, so how do I find those jobs though, right? Like, how do I, how do I get out there? If it starts with target, and there's, seems like everyone is a commodity now in terms of they're a salesperson looking for a job.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's one thing to break through the noise, quote unquote, with some different ideas, but how do I go about finding companies that
1: might be looking for reps today? Any, any ideas there? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think where I'd be going primarily would be LinkedIn just because I find that information is very freshly updated there. So you can, you know, those job postings aren't so stale and, and, and there's a lot going on there. Um Is there a
0: special, is there a certain part in LinkedIn that's not just like searching a feed,
1: like a LinkedIn jobs, right? Isn't there like something
0: like that? Yeah, Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's what you should use. Yeah. So when you, when you search in LinkedIn, you can do a search for jobs specifically, right? Plug in the role you're looking for, um, they'll all come up. You can filter by all the little amazing, uh, kind of meta tags that LinkedIn has on all the data and everything too. So for sure. You know, what's you know, what's another
0: good one there is, is to do the same thing on Google, Mm-hmm. I don't know. I used to use this back in the day at Google Alerts. Like before okay. there was this whole uh social listening component. You can go in and put certain types of keywords and uh I don't know if Google Jobs is still out there. I know they were rolling something out, but is that something that uh that you've come across as well? And, and or is, is LinkedIn's the name one if any serious company or
1: yeah, I mean the reason I like LinkedIn too is um you know like the other thing I would suggest doing is contacting more than the one person, right? Like, like Mm -hmm. thinking about it as you would prospecting and, and going a little wider and maybe one person is like the key decision maker on this, but there's other influencers and, but also, you know, you want to yourself and I know we'll get into this, but like you want to also taste the company a little bit and experience some of the people. So the more people that you're able to interact with the better I've seen that also be a very effective strategy, more of the like, you know, persona pattern interrupt, like reaching out to folks who wouldn't normally have someone who was applying reach out to them, um, which is like a great experience for them because they feel kind of special in some way as well. Um, and you can, you know, put them in kind of a mentor position and 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 be asking for their input and insight on um, what it's like to work there or, or things like that. Um, you know, maybe you guys end up having a quick chat, you exchange a couple of tips with each other. Maybe you make a LinkedIn post shouting them out about that amazing thing that you learned from them. And you know, that like all these sorts of things, you can create a little bit of a ripple behind the scenes at that company. And I know that, you know, anyone that's applied, um, even, even say at dialogue right now, maybe to a role that's not on my team, even maybe an enterprise account executive, right? Some of the sharper ones have done things like that. And, you know, I'm a little more active on LinkedIn than some people at my company. And I've, you know, brushed shoulders with them there. They've chatted a little bit. And then I kind of feel like I'm like rooting for them throughout the hiring process after that. You know, I'm like, cool. I hope, you know, she gets hired, right? Um, Because you kind of feel like you know each other a little bit before, so. So,
0: Find jobs, find companies that might be hiring, right? Expand, yeah. uh, so target companies and, and then sell to people, right? Within the organization, find those who have an influence on bringing in good people. Um, and it doesn't need to be a recruitment. And in fact, I would say stay away from recruitment if you're going to break away and find those who are the ones hiring. They're the, they're your economic buyer if you will mm-hmm. and uh and then you have everyone else around that the champions the influencers the um uh, someone was I was talking to someone the other day the fox you got to find the fox the person mm-hmm. who's really going to uh to get you through and, and has the ability to pull the ropes um, and that happens by breaking through the noise through not just relying on that connect Maybe moving away from things like email, using some of those other unique ways. Any other any other tips on the prospecting component? You know, one of the things that I think comes up a lot of times is, "Hey, I need a job right now, right? how How do I um, do I sacrifice like the cultural element of this type of company is where I want to work versus I need a paycheck? How should folks think about that right now?
1: Yeah, so, I mean, everyone's in their own unique circumstance, right? So, like, I'm not going to say that, like, if you need to get money to keep the lights on for your family right now, like, you should, you know, find, like, your most dream amazing job or something like that in an economic climate that's that's not so great, right? So, um, it depends on your circumstance. Let's make the assumption that people aren't, you know going out on the street let's say in the next little while and you know they're they're able they have their footing and they can they can find a job if that's the case then absolutely don't sacrifice on culture um and things like that but then the question becomes like how do you vet a company's culture truly from like the periphery and and you know what you get in the interview process and there's certain questions you can ask during the interview process if you get to that stage Um, but again it's also going to be a feel thing right like sure you can ask xyz things but someone can be a you know professional liar basically and and just do a great job answering those things to you right um and they've probably answered it a lot of times before for other people so you may have a nice little talk track down but you can you can get a feel as well as you and again that's why i think it's important to interact with a lot of different people so don't sacrifice culture but like you know if if uh you got to get any job at this point hopefully that's not the situation you're in but do what yeah. you got to do then, I guess, right? I mean, you, know, you don't need to marry yourself to an organization uh, for life, right? So
0: I think, and for, for folks that are just getting started, I've told the story a few times before, but, you know, I, I graduated college in, in 2008, uh, which was the other really, really great time to to get, get into the job market uh, with the financial crisis. And, you know, it took me about, well, I wasn't even going to be in what i ended up getting i wasn't going to go into tech sales right but i ended up you know moving to san francisco and figuring it out and um it took me like three months probably 50 plus interviews you know got to the final round like five times where there was multiple rounds to hear the no and it was like pretty discouraging i ended up getting a discouraging i ended up getting a job at at starbucks to keep the lights on and kept going before i got my first job and i even had the job at Starbucks while I was in the first job uh, for a period of time, which was good because that first company got, uh, the whole company got laid off six weeks into that because of the, you know, Mm -hmm. government took the funding and I was like, holy cow, I don't know what's going to happen. But once I got some experience, which is funny, right? So this is kind of your, this is a shout out for you and RevDev. Once I got some experience and um, I knew, that uh, I could use CRM, and I, in fact, I I used CRM. I had a reference from my first job. I was ramping and showing success. You know, I showed up to the job. You know, I I went through training. I was getting agreements back. Uh, it was a very transactional home finance product. Um, all of a sudden, getting that next job was so much easier in sales. And, um, you know, a week later, after it took me a long time and uh, finding that first job, but a week after being laid off, I had three offers. Now, I don't know if that's going to be the same in this climate. I can't say it's the same. But mm-hmm. when someone asks me those questions, it's like, do whatever you need to do to pay your job or, or pay your bills. But more yeah. importantly, in the beginning, do whatever you need to do to get some experience, right? And I've yeah. seen folks – I mean, I don't, I don't ever – recommend telling people you'll work for free but i've seen people root out and say hey look i'm gonna i want to work for you let me get you uh let me show you i can do my thing like let me go get you some appointments or whatever like that's another if you're looking for sales development it's another way you can potentially you know break through the noise. And, um, again, I don't recommend ever working for free for anybody when, when they should have some money to pay, you know, for that type of thing, but, um, but getting experience wherever you can, even if it's like a hundred percent, you know, performance-based and, and working for, you know, there's like freelancer.com, Upwork now, all these companies have lead generation posts, and so you can go and get hourly work to get experience that you can put on your resume and show that you're doing these things in the search. And those are things that, you know, I would have done if I, if I, if I look back to, oh, I'm getting old now, Matt, but back in 2008, it was 12, 12, 13 years ago. And, um, and so the cultural thing, I think for, especially the younger millennials, you know, I'm an elder millennial and the Gen Z years coming out, it's so important, but also Just think about from a career perspective, experience also trumps some of that early on,
1: right? So... Yeah. And I, so I, I love that idea of, you know, going on Fiverr or Upwork, grab a few, you know, jobs, get a little experience that way. It also shows just a scrappiness and a grit, right? Like I wouldn't even care as someone hiring, if that was necessarily like exactly perfectly relevant to what I'm doing. It just shows. And the other thing it shows that I think it's a huge point that we need to hit on here is it shows a love for the game, right? People want salespeople that love to sell, right? Um, and especially if you're getting into an entry-level SDR, BD, ADR, you know, XDR role. Um, you know, we, we always hear like, it needs a lot of grit and we want self starters and, and, and that whole like category of the skill, which is, you know, roughly equivalent to hustle and, you know, these, these kind of words that get used, but we need people. Uh, if you have a love for the game, it's like the Steve Jobs quote, right? If you, the only way to do great work is to love what you do. Well, there's a lot of truth in that. Right. And it's not just like a cheesy statement. Um, and, you know, I love, a rep that would love to learn the craft of selling. So also when you're reaching out to companies like this, like optimize your LinkedIn profile to demonstrate that you're, you know, into sales, you know, call yourself a, you know, sales geek or a a sales nerd or, you know, a passionate humble student of of the game or something on your headline and, and all these things, right? Like, and if I see someone that's got that and maybe even doesn't have any tech experience sales or, or, It just shows me like they've decided on this career path. They're gung-ho about it. They're fired up. And and that means you're going to be coachable usually and, and all of those things too. So that's a huge signal you can send. The other thing I think you can do, like go grab like a polo or something for yourself. Like if you're applying as an SDR, like if you're listening to this, go get a prospecting tool for like $50 a month, get it for like a month or something. Don't get it on an annual and like, literally learn like build yourself some templates like build a couple cadences like go find the people's phone numbers in LinkedIn that you can reach out to and just do the thing reaching out to them right and then document that process film a quick video of yourself show that you're doing that and announce it on LinkedIn be like hey like here I am I'm brand new to this I've never used this like I know this is one of the softwares that's used and like I learned this and this is what I learned today like other SDRs out there like what are your guys thoughts like a bit to document the journey mixed with demonstrating the actual skill set required. Like if someone cold called me and did like, you know, certain basic like sales skills, maybe you learned like an upfront contract online and like what that was, and you watched like a Sandler video or something and you know, and you like did that on me and, and you were just like, Oh, by the way, like reason for my call is like I applied and and wanted to make sure, you know, it stood out to you and, and everything. And um, and by the way, like, how was my upfront contract? Like, I just learned that I'm really passionate about learning sales and I'm new to it. But like, if someone cold called me and did that, I'd be like, oh my God, like skip the whole line and let's get you, uh, let's get <laughs> a right? So, um, let's get you on the phones. <laughs> yeah. And then like, if you do get the job, um, like, and I guess if if we go in, we might go into that, right? Like if you, and yep. once you get the job, how are you successful and all that? Right. And I think like another great tip there is something someone said to me once, which is, you know, the eyeballs are the freshest. You're never going to get as fresh eyeballs as you're going to get in that first 30, 60, 90, right? Even 90 is long. Like the eyeballs are dying at that point. Like it's like you know? And so what you do in that first time, the effect in terms of perception that others will have of you is like hugely amplified at that point. So like come out of the gate hot, like put in your hard work ethic, right? Like, yes, be well and and healthy and, and take care of yourself and everything. But one thing that's always in your control is you can demonstrate that you're the hardest working person, like in the room kind of thing, right? That's something you can always do. So my tip to anyone would be do that, uh, do that extremely early, set a great impression and then find like mentors and stuff like that. Right. And that doesn't just mean like, Oh, you know, the VP sales that you want to eventually become in, in like 10 years, like, no, like the person that's like one, two, three years down the line from where you want to be, you know, that kind of relevant, uh, mentor that you can kind of talk a little more, you know, casually and has like more, um, kind of like, in the role insights for you and stuff like that, that you guys can, uh, can help with. So I think that's pretty cool.
0: So there's a lot of fantastic tips here on just interesting ways to break through the noise. I like going back to the technology component, another one that I would get into right away. It used to be a part of their, um, onboarding process at HubSpot, but go get a HubSpot CRM. It's free. Yeah. I think they have a lot of free tools. You could you can do like even build landing pages or whatever, build a little web page for yourself. Absolutely. I mean learn learn all of that, yeah, a calendar link, all that stuff that you're gonna be using so you can get access to those free tools, put them together, make your job search a CRM, build your target list of accounts, surround the target, yeah. you know, <laughs> create a sequence, you know, do your multi-touch outreach. Yeah. reference that use video, whatever it needs, whatever you need to do, pick up the phone. Those are all great things. And then, yeah. you know, when you get into that job, you were lucky enough to get into a job. Great tips on getting up to speed. It's not even 90 days these days, right? It's the first say 45, like yeah. show me that you can be productive faster than anybody else now more than ever. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, you know, outside of working hard, which all of us, you know, you know, there's, you want to work hard. Absolutely. Don't, don't let anyone tell you that's not a good idea, you know, um, Mm. to work hard, keep yourself healthy, but, but let's make that table stakes. Be smart about working hard too. And Mm. think about what activities you're putting your time, energy, and effort in, and don't get lost in things that are outside of what your job is. Your job is to, you know, get conversations started with the next best customers and so focus there, there's a really good book that I'd recommend, um, uh, which is called agile selling by Jill Conrath. And if you don't know Jill Conrath, she's had a great, a lot of great books, um, snap selling agile selling to my favorite selling to big companies. She's, she has online resources, um, how to avoid a nightmare sales job. Check those out as well. But agile selling, we'll talk about how to get up to speed and productive in the first 90 days in a new job. Phenomenal book. Uh, do you have any great tips, resources, books, communities, Zoom happy hours that exist now today? Anything that people could go and engage with um, if they're in this stage right now, looking for their next best role?
1: Yeah, I mean, I would I would pour heavy on the LinkedIn. You know, there's a few other communities that have popped up. So Man, do you work stuff. at LinkedIn? No, this is still <laughs> talking You know, Bravado like. Tune into some of those more, I guess, niche communities, too. You could you could definitely do that. But just, like, I think that the most value I could provide, you know, in this now would just be giving you another cool tip for what you could do, like, prospecting into these companies. Because there's a few communities out there, right? Like, you know, you can get into those. Um Something you can do too is you can do a bit of like a pull strategy. So check out my LinkedIn, right? You'll see I've made these little videos of different, you know, sales influencers or not videos, gifs of people's head slightly shaking with a little quote, right? About them. I have a process where I can make one of those in like less than six minutes, you know, from start to finish, right? So like go find the company you're prospecting into, find the person who's a sales leader, who's active there, who's posting on LinkedIn see all activity go into their posts go into their activity their comments go in videos watch videos listen for something like really insightful that they said or something interesting pull that quote out make a quick little graphic or something download cloud app um you know get a picture of their face if you know photoshop great you can cut it out if you don't not a huge deal and just make something quick and like put that on your linkedin shout them out and and just like kind of flatter them and and you know, have a conversation about what they said. And that's also going to really stand out to that person. Hat tip to to Beck Holland and stuff. That's the self-authored content from them, right? They've said it themselves. So kind of the ego is wrapped up in that stuff and everything, right? Um, And that's a great way to also cut through. And if you were prospecting into them, applied and all that on that side, then you're doing things like that on your LinkedIn to pull them towards you, chances are you're going to collide with a few of those people and be able to have at least a LinkedIn chat conversation or, or something. So that's, uh, you know, I know it deviates from the last question, but I was like, let me just get that one out to people. Cause I think. It's- no,
0: it's good. I mean, I think th- those are actionable things you can do now. Um, and, you know, all these things are, they sound like, if you ever hear yourself saying that sounds like a lot of work or someone tells you that sounds like a lot of work, just run from those people because, it is a lot of work sometimes, right? If you're looking for a shortcut, um, if you're looking for a quick payday, you're looking for anything that's easy, uh, you're, you're
1: barking up the wrong tree. So these are all alternative, right? Like just apply yeah. and wait, you know, and yeah. like send your resume into the abyss, like just like send an email only for prospecting or something, right? Like, no.
0: Well, Netflix is so much funner than applying for jobs.
1: <laughs> Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. There's like a new uh, Last Chance you coming out or something. I don't know. Um, so, <laughs> hey, um, so last again, last question though. Do you have any specific you know online communities outside of LinkedIn? Online communities, books, resources someone would turn to if it, if you were them that that they wouldn't know about, right? I know LinkedIn. LinkedIn. I know you're you're the number one star for them guys. But that's kind of a great tips on LinkedIn. There's a lot of great resources, but something interesting, right? I, I know like I see these Slack communities popping up everywhere, but any hot, any hot tips that we didn't talk about, um, that you would recommend somebody take action on, um, as they're getting up to speed and, uh, trying to be successful or even in the job hunt.
1: Yeah. I mean, there are Slack communities out there. There's some you could jump into that have popped up recently. Um, also, feel free to like get in touch with me if you're trying to get an SDR role. Happy to help. Um, I'm building a community right now with Rev School as well. Um, you know, we've got a little Slack Slack community going on. Um, cool thing too Where's is, my invite. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's not super huge yet. So if you join in, you're going to get a lot of love one on one with me and, and stuff like that. And and I'll do my best to open doors for you and, and everything. But. You know, Rev Rev Genius is making a lot of noise out there, um, pretty quick, right? So, any anywhere you could find a, a few thousand people somewhere in a Slack group, sure. I mean, you, you're going to be able to collide with more people and stuff like that. But to be honest, I haven't gone into all of them myself and everything, so I don't, you know, want to give tips about something that uh, I'm not uh, such an expert on. So
0: that's a good answer. So <laughs> we're uh, we've been talking for a while. I promised to try to get this off on time, and Jake, I. I can't thank you enough for being a guest today fantastic tips very actionable and tactical i wouldn't expect anything less uh from a guru like yourself here uh but uh when it comes to if folks want to get a hold of you you know they can join the slack community what are the best places for them to engage do they need to create an image
1: yeah got you out from a a quote that's a guaranteed conversation how else can people get a hold of you um well ryan you know my favorites linkedin no um or or just get send me a quick email jake at revschool.co uh that'll work as well um and i don't know if we post this somewhere or something after i can put a link um to be able to join our slack community too
0: uh yeah uh well there'll be a, a linkedin post for sure but uh so you can throw it in the comments if people follow it uh but it gets published the podcast gets published on like a bunch of different uh, networks. So uh, fantastic. Thank you so much for uh, joining us today and um, uh, have a wonderful uh, end of month here. Talk soon. All right. My pleasure. Cheers. Cheers.